A life without Christ is a life without an anchor, a life that quickly eludes the presence of goodness. God never changes. His word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's word is the anchor of the soul. His word is a faithful and secure place in the time of trouble, a place of real functional solutions to all of life's problems, every single one. Sin is not an outdated term, as some would suggest, and righteousness is not a matter of opinion. God's word clearly defines them all. Today's morality is not serving the population well. Marriage is a highly risky endeavor. The concept of virginity, as in virgins until marriage, is nearly extinct. The population at large is rife with sexually transmitted diseases. Alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction are pervasive. Homosexuality is mainstream. Job theft is rampant, such as using the company computer for personal use, receiving personal phone calls at work, or the latest pastime, text messaging, etc., etc., etc. What a mess. But it doesn't have to be that way for you. God has made a way of escape, and that way is Jesus Christ. That way is back to the Bible. God's Word has your answer. It is an anchor for the soul. You can be born again today, right here on the web. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, For I am the Lord, I change not. God said, Hebrews thirteen eight. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. God said, Exodus twenty eleven. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Man said, preposterous. The Bible is preposterous. There simply is no God. Now the record. Evolutionists are perplexed that the vast majority of Americans still believe in God, a young earth, and even miracles. After a continual barrage of evolutionary propaganda for the past 100 years, they are still unable to swerve the masses. Displaying their angst is Beckley paleontologist uh, Kevin Padian in the October 24, 2009 issue of Science News, he states, Surveys show that only about a third of U.S. respondents have a problem with evolution and religion. These are fundamentalists, and there is no need to convert or argue with them. But another 40 to 50 percent of mainstream Americans would, would be open to evolution, except that they get all this creationist misinformation. It seems obvious that if we spent more time in our textbooks talking about how tetrapods came up on land, how birds evolved from dinosaurs, how whales went back into the oceans, the average American would not be so vulnerable to the claims of creationists. End of quote. No, Mr. Padian, more evolution indoctrination is not your solution. America has considered your position and found it vacuous and untenable. For over 6,000 years, Satan has paraded before the sons of men, beginning with his own debut in the Garden of Eden, carnaldom's brightest, to attack and malign God and his Bible. The challenge is made in a variety of ways, but the challenge is always surprisingly faithful to the original paradigm 
of Yea, hath God said, Genesis 3.1. But be of good cheer, saints. Their efforts to debunk your Creator have failed time after time after miserable time. God's Word found in your majority text, King James Version, is true and righteous altogether, Psalms 19.9. This is the place to build your house. God's Word never changes. His Word is steadfast and sure with no shadow of turning. God's Word is truth, and truth by definition never changes regardless of outside pressures. A common refrain of God said, man said states that man's truth of yesterday is debunked by his truth of today, and his truth of today will be debunked by his truth of tomorrow. That's just the way it is. This is God said, man said feature article 463. These articles prove the inerrant veracity of the word of God. The articles are archived in text and streaming audio, and every Thursday eve, God willing, they grow by one. Welcome to God Said, Man Said. We're so glad you've come. New info continually pours in debunking the debunkers. On this website, we have documented these changes regularly. Many of science's new discoveries are simply confirmations of what we have already published, but confirmations they are. Pseudoscience calls them vestigial organs as in a vestige or the remains of something. A vestigial organ is an evolutionary assumption that certain organs in the human body were once needed, but the process of evolution has made these particular organs useless. As late as 1960, the textbooks listed over 200 vestigial structures in the human body, including the appendix, thyroid, pituitary glands, tonsils, and more. Today's science has reduced the list of 200 useless vestigial organs to a big fat zero. In spite of this knowledge, many evolutionists have failed to upgrade their unbelief and continue to cling and expound on vestigial organs. It is true that one can continue to live without some of the so-called vestigial organs, just like one can continue to live with only one eye or, or one foot, etc., but the quality of life is much better with all body parts functioning well. For example, for example, excuse me, commonly removed organs such as tonsils and the appendix, which were deemed as useless, are now known to have a very real value. It's now known that the appendix is a gland that removes poisons from the body and that the tonsils also remove poisons and secrete needed iodine into the system. Here's Science News, August 29, 2009, with more confirmation that vestigial organs are not a reality. Under the heading, Overlooked Organ Gets New Respect, and the subhead, research reveals that the spleen harbors immune agents. We find the following. It's high time somebody said something nice about the lowly spleen. The much-maligned organ serves as a holding tank for ready-to-go immune agents called monocytes, a new study finds. These simple cells are first responders to trouble sites in the body, and the spleen is their main dispatcher, researchers report in the July 31 Science. While it's true that people can survive without a spleen, the organ, organ is far from worthless. It recycles iron from old red blood cells, houses fresh blood cells, synthesizes antibodies, and acts as a chamber in which pathogens are killed. Spleen removal can 
indeed caused diminished response to some vaccines and increased susceptibility to infections, note Ting Ya and Eric Pamer of Memorial Sloan Kettering Institute in New York City, writing in the same issue of Science. With a new finding, they argue, the organ gains some new respect, end of quote. On the sixth day of creation week, which according to Bishop Usher's calculation began in the nighttime hour before October 23, 4004 B.C., God created man with all his necessary organs, every organ with a purpose and every organ with a place. In 2005, the world's media was agog with the reported discovery that man and the chimpanzee were 98% identical in their DNA sequencing. There it was, proof that the chimpanzee was in the direct lineage of man as had been trumpeted by evolutionists for the past hundred years. That was until Artie came along in 2009 and wiped the chimp out. Click on the Artie and the Chimp on this website for more information on Artie. Also see Men and Chimps 98% Oops on God Said Man Said. The following article written by Dr. J. Tompkins in the December 2009 issue of Acts and Facts under the title Tweaking the Genetic Code had this to report concerning the 98% claims. However, as discussed in previous articles, the supposed genetic similarities between humans and chimps was based on biased and flawed analysis and is in fact changing as more data becomes available. Interestingly, the most current statistics taken from the genome sequencing websites for human and chimp are now placing the chimp genome at an almost 20% difference in total genome size, continuous DNA sequence, compared to human. Obviously, there is a lot more data that need to be taken into account when comparing these genomes for similarity in sequence, especially considering the fact that the supposed junk DNA in the human genome is known to be greater than 90% genetically active, end of quote. Romans chapter 121 through 23. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. The Bible teaches that man was made in God's own image, but man has attempted to turn it into shame. Acts and Facts in July 2009, published an article written by science writer and lecturer Frank Sherwin under the heading, Surprising Discovery, Sponges and Man Are Not Related. The following excerpts are from that article. Evolutionists have insisted that man was not created in God's image, but instead is related to the sponge. An equally unflattering pronouncement of human origins was made nine years ago by two Darwinists. There is but one tree of life, one universal uh, phylogeny uh, that connects humans, onions, mushrooms, slime, mold, and bacteria. In 2003, evolutionists Warner Mahler discussed this uh, strange sponge-human relationship in a paper addressing the complexity of metazoans members of an animal subkingdom that includes people. Figure one of Mahler's paper shows hypothetical steps towards the evolution to the Hermetozoa, 
with the uh, porifera sponges as the next closest taxon. Thus, imaginary steps led to the unobserved appearance of an unknown or imaginary ancestor, uh, ermeta, ermeta, excuse me, ermetatozoa. Empirical science in this area is supposed to be conducted by finding and classifying sponges from the fossil record or living world. Holding up a sponge as our ancestor must be based on philosophical convictions because there is no true science involved. Muller stated, The facts compiled also imply that the ancestor of all metazoans was a sponge-like organism. Six years later, an international research group found in a uh, found in a most comprehensive study and with a high degree of confidence that the sponge was not the ancestor of all other animals. Even under the wrong paradigm, some evolutionists are getting certain pieces right when they follow the evidence where it leads. Led by research at the Ludwood Maximilis University at Munchen, the study found that humans did not descend from a sponge-like organism, end of quote. Man's science that contradicts God's science continually comes up short. God's word is the truth and it never changes. It is a place to build a life. God said, Malachi 3.6, For I am the Lord, I change not. God said, Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. God said, Exodus 20.11, For in six days... The Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Man said, preposterous. The Bible is preposterous. There simply is no God. Now you have the record.